A Duff Said is brought to you by Sheldon Street Pizza. Visit them online at sheldonstreetpizza.com or stop by Sheldon's during your next trip to Lake Orion. Sheldon Street Pizza, the official pizza of A Duff Said. And by Fourth Coast Cider Works, quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. You can check them out online at fourthcoastciderworks.com or come get a can or a howler at their Canterbury Village location. Not available for anyone under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly. Great win tonight, Kevin. How did you guys get it done tonight against a very good Alma team that you were expecting a good test from this evening? Yeah, just uh, kind of balanced all over the place. Um, a lot of it on the run, uh, on the ground, like we normally do. But um, Sam was able to hook up with some big guys in the in the air, and and you know just kind of shared the love all around. What have you seen out of this kid after two games that uh, has really impressed you so far? Well, you know. I, you, you sit here and you, you you talk about how, as a quarterback, you need to protect your kid. And we're watching a Traverse City team last year with a boy playing quarterback and then playing middle linebacker, and he's going to Notre Dame. And you start to think to yourself, if a kid's going to get hurt, they're going to get hurt, but you want to have your best athlete out there. So Sam plays outside linebacker. He was a first-team all-region outside linebacker as a sophomore, and, you know, and now he's playing quarterback. And uh, he doesn't ever want to come off the field. He's also our long snapper on PAT and on punt. And, He's just been extremely impressive. Now, you also had a great night uh, defensively this evening. What was working well for you on that side of the ball, holding them to just a couple of scores tonight? Well, we, you know, we've been really good against the run the first two games, and, and that kind of sets things up where you, you can anticipate the pass. Uh, last week, they uh, they threw the ball 48 times, um, so we knew we were going to have our, our, our work cut out for us. And Coach Chacon's my defensive coordinator and spends a lot of time you know, breaking down film like a lot of guys do, but we came in with a different game plan of, of something that we haven't ran where we only ran two defensive linemen this week and we kind of unleashed uh, Gabe Blanchard and Sam Salaga and let them just have free reign to, to attack. And the two guys in the middle were able to neutralize the run game with our linebackers. And then uh, Daniel Dooley came up with two interceptions uh, in the secondary. So um, it just kind of balanced all over the place. Once again, you guys got off to a great start, uh, just like you did last week against Claire. What do you make of the way that your guys and the ability that they have in order to just really set the tone early and just keep piling on on the scoreboard? Well, again, you know, the, the program that we run from third, fourth grade youth coaches, you know, all the way up through our varsity level, we're, we're using the same system and um, the same terminology and things like that. So when you have the graduating class that we had last year, you know, you, you expect to lose a lot. And I really wasn't sure what we were going to be able to do offensively but somebody told me tonight that the most the points we scored tonight and last week is the most points we've scored since I've been here in the first two games and so you know when when, when our only returning guys on offense are three offensive linemen uh, again that's just a testament to to Ron Kowalski my head JV coach and, and Bill Wheeler my head freshman coach who are running our system down there and and these these kids are just coming up to us at the varsity level and not missing a beat the last two teams that you've had you've taken all the way to the state semifinals and now this group does something very special what are you seeing out of these guys that uh, have stood out amongst some of the other teams that you've coached over the years at freeland you know this team is very similar to some of those teams in the fact that we just 
we have a group of boys that are very unselfish. Um, you know, Nick Harrington was a kid who scored the first two touchdowns last week for us. And uh, in, in this game, um, we, he, he ran the ball four times for 17 yards, um, you know, and, and says nothing about it besides just being a team player. We talked about it at halftime, you know, for him to go out and get, get rolled up on wasn't something that we needed to do. And he was completely understandable with that and just an ultimate team player. And that's kind of what it's been, just different guys uh, sharing the love. Tonight we had two um, in the fourth quarter. We just played our whole JV team. Our, we, the MHSA allows us to have this fifth quarter rule. So we kind of take advantage of that. And we dress 10 of our JV kids. And, and that's who played the whole fourth quarter. And we scored two touchdowns in the fourth with JV kids on the field. So again, not missing a beat. These kids coming up to the varsity level and, and still playing. And, and that's why the score was what it was. I want to talk about the first couple of games that you had all together at Freeland. This goes all the way back to when you first started. I did not know this about you, but in your first 14 games at Freeland, despite all the success you've had, you were actually 2-12 and 12 in your first 14 games, and I'm sure you had to be nervous and feeling a little bit on the hot seat with a record like that, but the school stuck with you, and you went on to build the amazing program that you had. What was that experience like in the beginning as you were coming up and experiencing those struggles? You know, I mean, this is just brutally honest that when I applied for this job, um, I, I coached two years on the JV with John Nixon and Phil Schweder and Camus Heilman, and John Nixon gave me uh, the shot to, to be a, a JV coach under him. And when he, when he stepped away from the game, um, there, there was three people that applied for the varsity job. Um, one person, uh, they wouldn't let interview for it because he wasn't a, a school employee. And the other gentleman decided to pull his name from the hat. So it literally fell in my lap. Um, the school kind of got me um, by default, if you will. And uh, I really was clueless. I, I knew I wanted to learn. I spent a lot of time going over to Bay City Western with uh, with Jeff Rawl and when Jim Urick was the head coach there and watching their speed training and stuff in the morning and brought that into our program and just started to do a lot of off-season training stuff. And yeah, first year, my first year in, in Freeland, we the conferences switched and so we weren't playing Carleton and Seminary and, and St. Charles and Merrill anymore. We were playing Alma and Ovid Elsie and Chesting and Shepherd and Got my butt handed to me. Got taught a huge lesson of being one and eight. And I had some different coaches back then. In the second year, I changed coaching staffs again. And we started out one and four. And we were fortunate enough to win uh, our last uh, uh, four games of the season to finish five and four. And then um, I was blessed to get Jeff Catlin as a defensive coordinator for me for quite a few years. And Paul Lafon came over from Lowell, where he coached with Noel Dean. And so I got to have him. And then a couple of years later, we brought on Ron Kowalski and Coach Anderson. Coach Wheeler's been with me all the way. But I'm just very blessed to have a group of guys that, um, you know, believe in me. And, and, and again, one of the things I told them when we took over this, uh, to be really, really truthful, in 2008, when we got everybody together, uh, we, we, I kind of said, if this is going to be my program, we're in trouble. Uh, this has to be our program. We all have to believe in each other. And, and um, you know, I, I brought in Coach Anderson, who, who played for me and now coaches for me uh, nine years ago. And that's the last time, um, you know, we've had a new guy with an exception of Ben Washabuck. Um, so just, just keeping the same coaches around me and um, us believing in each other on the offensive side, defensive side. Coach Catlin um, left the game uh, after a couple of years ago, and Jesse Chacon moved from the JV right up to the varsity, and we haven't missed a beat since. Now, as the head coach of a very successful program, you will go just about anywhere to find talent and just be a part of the game of football. And that includes a powder puff football game between the junior and senior girls at Freeland High School. 
you didn't just go and officiate that game. You found your place kicker. I love this story. This has been all over my Facebook this week. The story of your kicker, Brooke Riffle. She was somebody that caught your eye at a powder puff game. And before we knew it, she was kicking extra points for you guys. I know she had four last week against Claire. I can't wait to hear you tell me how many she had tonight. But first, what did you see in her that made you want to have her come kick for you? Well, we, so we've the, the varsity football coach, or all the football coaches, we run, we referee the powder puff game. And it's kind of a funny tradition. It seems to be whichever junior or senior class of boys, because um, it's our players that coach it. Whatever ones of them give us the best snacks um, before the game, those are kind of the ways we, we lead our calls a little bit. But for the first time ever, the game uh, – the game went into uh, overtime. Well, it shouldn't have. It was 7-7, and, and our athletic director, Mr. Bell, wanted to call the game. And we're like, no, we're not going to end the game. Let's have some fun with this. Well, there are a lot of great athletes. Our girls' programs are amazing in soccer, uh, cross-country and track, and in basketball. And we have just ha have some amazing female athletes in our school. And, um, you know, we said, let's just have a kickoff. And we started um, at the, at the five-yard line, which is basically kind of an extra point. And uh, one of the juniors made it, and then the senior answered, and they backed up to the 10 and the 15 and the 20. And, and Brooke kind of smoked a 30-yard field goal, which ultimately ended up winning it for uh, the, the, um, the junior class. And that usually doesn't happen. Typically, the seniors are the ones that win. And um, Coach Shaman reached out to her dad. He's, he's friends with her, with her dad, John. And John got with her and brought her out to the field, and she would grab a bag of balls. And you, like you read in the articles, he would get some things on YouTube and then Jack Dreyer, our, our, one of our former kickers, and you know Jack well, he's my neighbor. He came back and he worked with Brooke. And um, last week she missed an extra point that wasn't her. It got blocked um, based on the boys not blocking up front. And today, um, I, 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 want, I know she was perfect today. I want to tell you she was seven of seven today. So. That is awesome. It's all about that week-to-week -week progress. I'm so happy to see that uh, she's doing so well for you because you have a knack for finding kickers in some of the most unlikeliest of places. One of the things that you did was you found Jack Dreyer, your neighbor. He was also a linebacker and a fullback. He goes off to a camp to learn how to kick. Brooke just does it on YouTube. She said, yeah, I'm going to make this a lot easier on myself. I'm just going to find out what uh, they say on YouTube. I don't need your fancy camps. I'm just going to go there. But it's yep. just been amazing how you've always been able to develop this talent like this. You've also had another female kicker in Mackenzie Strobel, who also handled extra point duties for you in the fall. So you are just a really good judge of character when it comes to kickers. What has it been like to see these people rediscover themselves and find something in them that they may not knew they actually had? I just think maybe I'm just a trustworthy guy because Dave Shaman really found both of those girls. I mean, we obviously we saw Brooke. Uh, in the powder puff game. And, but, but Dave's the one that reached out to her as he did with Mackenzie and got her to come uh, and kick for us too. And then obviously she went on and won a national championship in, in NAI uh, at, at Tennessee Southern. So, um, you know, I, I, again, what we, we do, um, I've had um, uh, from Nate Kravitz to uh, Adam DePels or Nathan DePels maker um, uh, to um, Stephen Pangborn to, um, to, to, uh, just just all kinds of kids that weren't football players when they came out. Brian Papps, probably one of the best ones that I've ever had. Um, they were soccer kids, and, and, and they just came out, and we would tell them, if you can outkick the kid that we have, then then you can have the job. And um, 
I don't care what sport they play. If they make our football team better and their and their team players and, and our, our, our boys that are on the team are accepting of them and they're going to fit into what we do, uh, our boys just want to win and so do our coaches. So we're going to take any kids we can to, to, to help us be better. Up next for the Falcons, you got a road game next week at Bridgeport. What kind of test are you expecting against the Bearcats? You know, Bridgeport is one of those programs where they're loaded with athletes. They have a great basketball program. Their football program will struggle from here to there, but they're they are loaded with athletes. And last time we went in there, the last time we played there two years ago at their place, um, I think we went in very cocky and, and overconfident, and we were trailing um, by a point with about four minutes to go. And, and Nathan Tepels, or Nathan um, Lavingston caught a screen pass. Uh, well, I, I want to tell you about two and a half minutes to go in the game and, and took it to the house. And then we end up squeaking out of there and getting a lucky win. So, you know, the, when you, when you're playing the Frankenmuth and the Swan Valleys and the Garbers and those teams, you, you don't ever take a, a team lightly. And, and uh, again, just because, um, you know, Bridgeport or whoever else you're playing doesn't put up a good record, you better prepare the same way because it's, it's one of that game in the ball, one of those games and the, you know, the ball balance is funny sometimes. Well, I wish you all the best in that one next week, Kevin. I appreciate you making the time for us this week. Congrats on another big win. 59-14 to 14 over Alma. The Falcons are 2-0. and I will be talking to you in a couple weeks, Kevin. Best of luck next week against Bridgeport. All right. I appreciate it as always, Duff. Thank you. 